Tantrum House Board Gaming Podcast is recorded live from Studio WKRD in Greenville, South Carolina. This podcast is brought to you by our friendly local game store, Boardwalk, purveyors of fine games. Bezier Games, the new classics. AEG, we make fun. The Game Steward, your second chance at Kickstarter games. And Game Toppers, LLC, upgrading your gaming experience. Your hosts are here to help you sort through the cardboard commotion to help you find the diamonds in the rough. So buckle up, especially if you're driving right now, because you're about to arrive at the Tantrum House. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Today we got Will Meadows. Sarah Meadows. Kevin Delp. Melissa Delp. Ryan Pills. Hannah Johnson. And Dan not married to Hannah Johnson. <laughs> in, in the, the house. house. <laughs> it is pretty funny. I don't know how we managed to pull that off. We got Johnson's a very popular last name. Two married Johnsons not married to each other. And not related. Right. Yeah. How we gotta test it out though. Ryan has been on a genealogy kick. We gotta figure Sorry. out how far Give back. Me some ancestors. <laughs> look it up. Uh, Irish, Scottish, and German. Anything? What do you got, Dan? I am Irish and Scottish and German. Scottish what? and German. Oh, no, not German. Sorry. Uh, Dutch. And your third cousin. <laughs> but I, I've got the whole United Kingdom area down. There you go. Very there we nice. go. Well, and my maiden name is Johnson. Right. Because so Hannah's the, married to my brother. Right. So Melissa's actually related to Dan. That's No, no, Negative. How far? We figured out Ryan and Sarah related. My wife, Sarah. Ryan Pills. Yeah, we're like ninth cousins or ninth, something. Ninth cousins. That's like family. Hardly. <laughs> uh, we <laughs> come over to each other's houses say, all the time. I was going to claim family regardless, but I well, guess I mean, not. Like, related. There's, there are great friends who are basically family. I've She's been, one of the closest cousins I have. Yes, <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> On lots of all levels. <laughs> well, let's talk about board games. So in this episode, I think we're talking about Kevin and Melissa's recap adventures of Gen Con 2022. Uh, so we'll definitely get to hear some of those tales and, and learn about some of the new games that they've been playing. We always like to start off by talking about some of the games that we've been playing recently. And then I'm sure we have some events coming up that we need to tell you about, as well as some Kickstarters. Are we doing any shows? I think we might be showed out. You guys are going to Essen. I meant like TV shows. <laughs> oh, TV shows. Hang um, on. After the credits, we might or may not next talk time, about next anything. Time. <laughs> Uh, so what, is, what are some of the games that you guys have had an opportunity to play? Anything fresh and fun on your minds? Go for it, Dan. Marvel Legendary Black Panther. Oh, I knew that was coming. Yes, yeah. Um, got that from our friends at Upper Deck and pulled it out this morning, uh, this afternoon for lunch. Uh, super fun if you're into the Black Panther world at all. It, this is based on the comic books, so it's... You know, there were a lot of villains that I didn't necessarily know because they weren't in the Black Panther movie. Uh, but as far as hero goes, it's got all your, you know, Black Panther, Queen Storm. I actually didn't realize Storm oh, yeah, was yeah. Queen Come of Wakanda. On, yeah. Princess Shuri, uh, General Okoye, and White Wolf. So lots of fun, uh, unique mechanisms they put into the game. Made it a fun challenge, but not like a, uh, a brutal challenge like some of the villains can be. Now we just you just recently talked about the new Guardians of the Galaxy cinema edition. How do they rank? Which one did you enjoy more? I would say the Black Panther one yeah. is is better. Okay, interesting. Um I just I like the mechanics, I like the theme and then 
it, you know, all things equal, Black Panther is comic book art and the MCU edition was screenshots from the movie. So I just like the continuity of having all the comic book art. I think it looks really neat and clean. It does look cool. So, yeah. But I, I think as far as gameplay goes, Black Panther. All right. Cool stuff. Speaking of gameplay, because that's all we speak about on this show, we just played Ready, Set, Bet from AEG. Yep. Which I'm not good at. <laughs> at least I didn't get lucky on this round. But we already knew from previous gambling I'm a, I'm a Camel Up champion, but apparently camels are where it's at, not <laughs> horses. I found that if I bet on all of them to win, I'll still beat Will. <laughs> <laughs> it did work out. That was my next time strategy. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that one. You guys did that one come from Gen Con? Yes, we got a copy at Gen Con. AEG had copies for press unfortunately the game didn't come in time for customers they were hoping to have it as part of their big game night but um it didn't come in time or at least not in the quantities that they needed so they did have a few press copies and then it'll be on sale as soon as they can get it to get retailers boats. but yeah it's a horse racing game for up to nine so a lot Horse betting game. Yes. I think it plays up to nine people. Currently, one of the players plays as the house, and they're going to be rolling the dice, moving the horses, and not betting. It's a full-time job. You did it a good is. job, Hannah. It, it is, is a full-time job. Maybe even for two. <laughs> you need four hands. So this person is going to be rapidly rolling the dice, seeing what numbers rolled, and moving that horse. So it's like seven, five, eight. What is that? Oh, it's 10. And so on and so forth. Meanwhile, all the other players have their betting chips in their colors. And it's like two, three, three, four, five. And there's this board of betting spaces. There are no turns. It's just when you want to place a bet, you put your chip down. But and as soon as you do, Jonah beat you to the spot you wanted Multiple to Multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh. So fast. Was, was Jonah just watching and waiting to see where you wanted to go? Yes, that's what it Definitely. was. Definitely. <laughs> He's not here to uh, say otherwise. So each spot can only have one chip. So whoever's there first gets the spot, and you can't move your chips. So if you bet early, you... May you're locking in. Yep, you're locking in, and if that horse wins, awesome. And then if not, you either don't get any money, or some of the spaces have negatives where you have to pay the bank if you don't win that. When bet. you lose, <laughs> you have to pay it up. Tell me a little bit more about the cards that we received each round. Were those per phase? Did they get better so, as the game went, or did I just get bad cards every time? Yep, they're random deck of cards. Yep. So there are four races in the game, and after race one, two, and three, you get VIP cards. And these are special powers, benefits that you get to keep for the rest of the game. Some of them just straight up give you money. Some of them give you extra betting chips. Kevin had a nice one where he could bet after the horses reached the no betting line. What? So at a certain point in the game, if, if three horses <laughs> pass the red line, no one can let's place just, any more bets. Let's just say that one race where the seven was going to win, but the tw was it the 12 that came? One of like, the lower ones, yeah. yeah. The Snuck 11 in. or 12, like, snu like the seven was on the finish line. About to cross, and all of a sudden, the 11 12 rolled twice and just crossed over. Blame the dice, not the roller. That's right. <laughs> well, but what happens when you roll two, the same number twice in a row, Hannah? Um, so every number but seven will move an additional several spaces, depending on what their odds are of rolling that number. So I think I rolled 
like six several times in a row. So it went three spaces. But if I rolled the 12, it would go an additional four spaces. And so some of those that are from the back can really catch up that way if you're if you're rolling those numbers twice in a row. And so it's really interesting because as a player, you have no control over the horses. This is not a dice manipulation game. This is not a game where you can alter the results at all. You're just placing your chips. You're using your powers. And then you're screaming at the person, yelling, rolling the dice, <laughs> roll a seven, roll a six. And basically you get to that point in the race where everyone's standing and they're all just like shouting, roll this number, roll this number. No, no, did no, Did you feel no, pressured, no. Hannah? Were we like, um, did you, did I think the only any? time I felt pressure was when Kevin was able to read the numbers faster than I was able to read the numbers. <laughs> no, it's just I messed like... up one. So I was like, oh, no, Kenna was right. But uh, the, uh, it, it is hard because you're looking, you're trying to count the pips. Mm-hmm. But you're also trying to, you know, yell out the number and move the horse at the same time. So. And if I get it wrong, there are eight other people ready to yell at me. <laughs> Breathing down your neck. We weren't yelling at you. We were just making sure everyone yelling knows it was a you. different number. Excited but, talking. That's right. Excited. We were just all, you know. I did like the dynamic and how it shifted because early on it was a lot of focus. And you could tell people were trying to figure out, like, okay, do I want to pre- place this prop bet or do I want to place this bet? And it was pretty quiet. And then... All of a sudden, like that first or second horse crosses the red line and it like people start going nuts. <laughs> and that was a lot of fun to watch. It was. It was a lot of fun to play, even to lose. Still a good game. <laughs> yeah. And there are some because your tokens have different numbers on them and each spot has a different payout. So if you put your five on a like six payout, you're going to be getting a lot of money. But that would have been great. Yeah. When it works, <laughs> when it works, it's like. Great, but sometimes it doesn't, and you get negatives. Well, and for our audience who may or may not have played this, uh, Jonah had how many? One hundred and forty. So, so, he, he, so will he what beat me by like <laughs> no, five no, coins? No. Jonah beat me by about five coins. One hundred and forty. Me by like Sarah and I had ninety. <laughs> I forget where some of the other scores were, but um. So, will for the audience, what score do they have to get so they can claim they beat you? Stay tuned for next week's episode. <laughs> I, I think that would be seventeen. Seventeen. I thought it was sixteen. <laughs> they had to get seventeen to beat me. That's okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Correct. 16 whole dollars. I had left with more than I started with. But I hear you're the champion of Camel Up, right? I'm going to claim it at least. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm sure Jonah will beat him on that too. Ah, Get out of here, Jonah. Uh, That was a lot of fun. We got to play that one tonight. Um, Sarah and I got to play a couple new ones this past week, which were a lot of fun. I had some friends over and we played a quick game of Match Madness, which is new from Fox Mind. I don't actually know if these are available in stores. Match Madness, I believe you can get at Target. Okay. It's a neat little... um, what are, what are you, what are I would say pattern recognition. Domino. Yeah, pattern recognition for sure. You've got two. You got like two cubes stuck together, whatever shape that makes. It would be a rectangle, a no. rectangular prism. There we go. Yeah. And all sides are covered with different matching patterns, and you're trying to match the ones that are in the game. The, while Sarah shakes her head over here, though, I beat her every time we played. You did. You also <laughs> like had a round where you figured out how the game works, and then you like threw me into the deep end and i didn't just pattern building there's no secret tricks well there is some (laughs) secret tricks in that the some of the hard puzzles only have one specific way to solve them yes and so (laughs) the way that the grid of pieces is you could match these two shapes on this side of this cube or rectangle but yeah but then there's like 
this other, you have to rotate. Oh no, this pattern or the way you're arranging them is wrong. So you have to pick, you have to start over basically and choose a different configuration of how you're putting the pieces together. So it's exactly as you would imagine. (laughs) (laughs) The, The one side of each of them does have two matching symbols on it. So each of the dice is technically unique. That's really the main trick. Otherwise, you are building patterns, and it's mm-hmm. it is tricky, but and it's fun. It was high speed. You've got numerous. You can play a couple different versions. In one of the versions, you have three different cards on the table, so anybody can be trying to achieve them at the same time. And the worst part is when you like are one twist away from getting it perfect, and someone claims the card right in front of you, and you lose. And it's oh, and sad. now you're not set up for anything. Right, starting over from scratch on the other two puzzles. Yep. The other game we played is a new one from Chili Fox Games, and that is Come Together. And it is a worker placement game about going to a music festival. So you have your uh, van of um, music fans, raging fans, and uh, they are sleeping in tents along the side of the um, field where the show is going to be put on. So you have to get stages ready and the right bands and the right fans to go with the band. Yeah. I see on the side of the box it has three peppers for spicy. Explain that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll let Chili Fox explain that. I'm assuming it's a difficulty rating based on like some of their Chili Fox games are easy, fun, friendly family ones and this one's a worker placement so it's got a little bit more meat to it um it's not a difficult game but there is a decent amount of setup to it you do have an entire uh everybody has their own board and like they were saying yeah you have to have you have to set up tents for people to stay in you're going to be collecting specific colored meeples then you have to have stages for the your performers to perform on then you have to pull performers in and you have to match all of the different pieces that probably the most unique part of the worker placement is that when you place your worker you only collect kind of like half of what your reward might be so you place the worker you collect any bonuses that are assigned to that space and then later in the game you can choose to activate one of the different rows of actions in the game and until you activate it you don't actually get to claim the card when you do activate it then you claim the card add it to your tableau your music festival area that you're building out and everybody is trying to do that um, simultaneously because when you hit like the final marker spot on the round track, that's when the concerts happen. And so you just send all your fans to the stages and hope that you have enough people to satisfy the needs of your specific rock stars or whatever. It's very uh, fun and punny. Like all the team, all the musicians, band names are different things. Like there's a... And they're board game specific, so it's like the Great Western Cowboys and the oh, okay. just two. <laughs> That's not a board game. So one, but... is there like a Red just Hot Chili Peppers game, or something? Oh, Pepper no, based on, is... I thought that was more of a band name one. Than... Okay, maybe you're right. Uh, <laughs> that pun went over Will's head. It did. I mean, there is U two. Like I thought there was different bands. That it was maybe it was a combo of both. Um, so there's plenty of board gamey stuff in it. In addition to. 80s and 90s and 70s and whatever pop rock culture there were modern bands as well as retro bands and stuff uh it was pretty neat it was we played it a four-player version of it it'd be interesting to see it plays up to six and i'm really interested to see like there's only so many spaces on the board so i i would like to play it with six to see how much that changes i think the board is double-sided but I don't well know. no the same number of uh spaces like- 
Yeah. The round is a little longer, but there's the you, same number of... Yeah, I guess you'd be activating more often, probably, I guess, which, which might actually make it more interesting. So, anyway, that was a fun one. Come Together from Chili Fox. We actually played a game that's been out for a while Did called you? Super Mega Lucky Box. Oh, yeah. You guys got to try that one out? Finally. Yeah. What would you think? That was great. I love that one. Yeah. Um, I kept seeing it, and I love Roland Wrights, and I like Silver and Gold, and it's by the same guy, and... Um, yeah, it, it reminds me a little bit of Bingo, mm-hmm. I think would be the closest comparison. You have several cards with a bunch of numbers on them, and someone's going to flip a card off of the stack, and it's going to have a number, and you cross off that number on one of your t- cards. And then once you st- start filling in rows and columns, you're going to get bonuses, which might let you fill in n- other numbers or give you a special actions or points and yeah that about midway through i was crossing off one number and then i was like wait 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 this gives me like four different things wait till i do all of it so combo tastic yeah so you had cards that had one through nine twice but you were only using nine of them mm-hmm. randomly shuffled. randomly shuffled together you didn't know what nine you were getting and there were so many cards where i wouldn't have anything below a four and I was just hoping fours or lower would not get picked. And then, so I think some people couldn't even do anything for like five turns because they only had high numbers left. Kevin had a, a few uh, turns that he had to waste on Super Mega Lucky Bucks. I had to waste five. Ooh, so five. it was you. <laughs> five turns because all my cards had basically already filled those numbers or there were no numbers that flipped those cards and he had had no uh lightning left right you can get lightning bolt tokens and you can use those to adjust the number but kevin was out of them certain number and i would have gotten like two or three lightnings and Mm -hmm. i'm like i've been golden yep but nope not that game unlucky yep (laughs) i i needed one number would have given me 14 more points because it would have filled a card it would have given me stars it would have that's actually one of my favorite parts about the game is that every i think every time i only play like three or four times but every time i played it i get to the end and i'd be like man if i could have just had this one thing a million things would have unlocked it would have been amazing you get that feeling throughout the course of the game which is nice because you do get to do 14 things at a time but then yeah that last turn is always like you're one away from being amazing <laughs> I need a every time yeah. so yeah it's a pretty quick game and i think it's one that i'll play with my parents i think they'll enjoy it it's simple enough that um, it's easy to pick up and play. Yeah, the fact that it, you can jump in and say, okay, it's like bingo, just follow me with this, and then you're in is great. But then there's enough fun that it was definitely something I would replay a bunch of times. Like, it's not a just bingo type of game. So I picked up, like, 40 other games Yeah, I figured. at Gen Con. <laughs> we, we don't really have a time to talk about all of them. Um, Melissa, would you rather talk about... I thought we would talk about it in the Gen Con section. During the Gen Con section. During Never the mind. Gen Con section. All right, well, let's do it. Let's talk about Kickstarters first. Kickstarter Conniption. This episode, we'll be talking about two games that will be heading to Kickstarter or GameFound the last two weeks of August. Dan, start us off. All right, coming on 829, we have Power Core Call of Cthulhu. This is coming 
Sorry, that was Cthulhu. I thought that was a turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was getting some turkey vibes there. All right. So, Power Core, Call of Cthulhu, coming on 829 from Board and Dice. Uh, This is a two-player dueling game. Takes about 30 to 60 minutes. It's based on the RPG world of Call of Cthulhu, but using the Power Core system. So, if you're not familiar with that, basically you have these cards and you have a four-sided cube uh well not a cube like a square Mm -hmm. that you place on the card and every time it's your turn you rotate that 90 degrees and each side generates different resources that might be horror it might be damage it might be uh, a shield different things so you have to play your cards get the power cords cores on them and then as those rotate it gives you damage so you can hit your opponent and Maybe a shield to protect yourself. And different cards have different abilities, different modifiers. Lots of stuff going on there. Um, definitely falls right into that Cthulhu mythos uh, from Lovecraft. If that's your jam. that Yes, it is. <laughs> it, it looks great. It uh, looks like something that they put a lot of work into. Um, we just got a prototype in the mail. Yep, We saw a prototype at Gen Con. And it is interesting because you have all the different Cthulhu monsters and you're modifying them and, and you're playing against each other. So it's Yeah, and, and one thing I forgot is you actually pick two monsters and they basically form an alliance and then their cards kind of mix together. So you've got different themes. And I, th- I think the core box comes with eight different monsters. So you could play with two one game and then choose one of them and a different one to get a completely different feel for how the game plays. Interesting. Because it's all asymmetrical. Every monster has its own unique power. So that is Power Core, Call of Cthulhu. Again, that's from Board and Dice coming on 829. Will, what do you have? I'm looking at the game Almost Innocent, which is going to be coming from Colossal Games. It's a two to four player cooperative deduction game. It looks a little bit like the type of code names game where you have uh, a grid of cards laid out in front of you and you're trying to work together as a team to find specific ones in the game you are kind of clue it's not clue themed it's actually got a really cool illustration style to it but you're basically trying to figure out who the murderer was what weapon in which room and you're going to be doing it by asking or by giving clues to the people next to you because you're all working together so maybe a little bit like Hanabi where you have a limited number of clue tokens that you can give to each other uh, over the course of the game. Once all the clue tokens are spent, you have to be able to cooperatively as a team figure out uh, which three cards basically are part of the puzzle that you're trying to solve. And you're going to be doing it by giving clues to the next guy beside you to try to help you narrow down. And I guess maybe you get some information or maybe everybody potentially gets information off of the clues, but you're trying to pers- to help specifically the person next to you. And you are working together as a team to figure out which of these coolly illustrated cards on the tile or on the table all go together. It kind of has an uh, illustration style that reminds me of like the Disney classic Sword in the Stone, but even cooler than that. So it has like this nice little retro color palette, kind of muted colors, uh, animal creatures that are um, different, you know, like knights and magicians and things like that. And looks pretty slick. So I think we actually are going to be putting together a preview uh, video for this so you can check it out and we'll hopefully get to check it out really soon uh, Almost Innocent from Colossal Games looks pretty check that one out on Kickstarter soon that wraps it up it does that was fast get to that Gen Con stuff recap alright so you guys are back from Gen Con uh, 
Just the two of you guys. Thank you guys for we representing. We were repping, repping Tantrum House. The Tantrum Gen House Con. team. That's right. Uh, made it up to Indianapolis. You guys have been, I don't know, five or six years in a row now? Yeah, we started. I, actually, I think my first one was in 2015 by myself with um, a friend, Seth Carper. Oh, yeah, Seth. And, uh, man, I was, did not know what to expect back then in 2015. We were so green. We are very green. (laughs) And then I came back with all these stories, and you were like, oh, that's all going next time. (laughs) Did we go to Origins right after that? Was that the same year? I think we went to Origins that year. Yeah, yeah. We went to Origins, not Gen Con, in 2015. Interesting. Yeah, good times. Then a while. Because you didn't, like, oh, just go to one. Right, exactly. (laughs) Who needs to go to both? Well, I think we went to Origins because your family lives there. Right. So it worked out for them to watch the kids. Did make sense. So you guys got to go, got to hang out for four days of crazy, crazy board gamingness. So we left Wednesday, started on Thursday. So you know, get in, get to walk the hall before you know everyone else does. Fifty percent of the way set up, but people are yeah, still... people are still setting up. But because we were able to volunteer for Keymaster, they gave us exhibitor badges so we could sort of get in and sort of walk around and say hi to our friends. Um, and then we basically stayed there for four days and then left on Monday. And yeah, that's our recap. <laughs> yep. That, well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We, we went. <laughs> we we were there, and then we left. Uh, we were really busy. Like uh, Will was saying, it was just the two of us, and normally we have several other Tantrum House members with us, so Kevin and I were I doing... Last year was like 10, it felt like. Oh, it was yeah, pretty much everybody. Interns <laughs> were there, everybody but Dan. I know. One of these days I'll make it. He's a journeyman. That's right, yeah. I go where the wind takes me. Get that, get that wind blowing up to Indianapolis. We'll get it off. <laughs> So, so yeah, we were really busy. We were working about four hours each day at the Keymaster booth. I did a lot of, I, I guess, demoing, sort of. Basically, we had parks set up on a table, and people could come up, and we could give them a little spiel about it. So people weren't actually playing the game, but I was moving pieces around and kind of explaining how it works, or I was explaining the expansions because maybe they already had the base game. And Kevin, he got to do some magic. Yeah, so Keymaster hired me to do magic tricks and bring people in with um, fun things. So that was, it was cool to uh, share the, so they have special themed decks that are going, that are connected with their games. So that was really fun to show off magic tricks with their magic, with their, with the deck of cards. But also I brought out some other magic props as well. I did that. I also showed off Caper Europe, which I think you guys did a video on. So um, that was very popular. Um, But of course, their whole booth, um, you know, a lot of booths have like their signage and they have tables and signage. Keymaster Couple usually banners. like goes out of the way to make their booth like really like aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. And so it was it had this like sort of like gazebo sort of um what what do you call like like a pergola? Like a pergola and like this it was really like grassy floor and like I think they had grassy walls last year. Maybe there was some, there was walls. a part grass wall on this one, but like yeah, everything was just very well. You could just tell they knew what they were doing on that on that front. Every a lot of people commented on on that, but a lot of fans came up and said hi while we were there because they knew that we were going to be volunteering at Keymaster. So it was nice to see everyone um, that said that came by and said hi. So that was really great. Um, and then. Um, after we were volunteering um, each day, we were running around uh, meeting uh, different publishers because they were talking about their games and you know what's what's coming out, and we got to see a lot of stuff that's going to be coming in the future. I think the big question that we want to know is: Have you ever done music, music, magic for four hours straight, four days in a row? Is this a first? Um, <laughs> no, I mean I'll do shows, I'll do walk around magic. I don't think I did it for I don't think I've done it for four hours in a row before. 
Do you yeah. do you get better or worse? Like, do your hands get tired and like? It's kind of interesting in that sort of scenario. I could do the same trick multiple times because multiple people are coming up. So right. <laughs> that's kind of fun. That's cool. Yep. Yeah, and a lot of what we were seeing was is actually stuff that's coming for Essen or later. Ooh. So, you know, as reviewers, we have this weird, like, time bubble <laughs> thing where we're never quite in step with what it's consumers actually... are because we're seeing stuff ahead of time. So people were like, oh, what's your favorite thing from Gen Con or what did you play? And I'm like, it's actually stuff that's not available yet. <laughs> it will be coming. You're going to love it. I think... We only played three games the whole weekend. We yeah. were not good about yeah. having time about to actually good. play. It's just we were busy doing other things. Right. So. We, well, and we didn't stay up really late and go hang out in the oh. hall. Our hotel was about a 15-minute walk, so we wanted to make sure we actually got there. In one piece. I mean, those scooters, you got to watch out for them. I recommend walking. Yes. We, <laughs> um, from Will's example last year of face planting with his scooter, Kevin and I decided not just, to Just to scoot. hoof it. Hoof it. <laughs> but yeah, you guys probably saw some pictures on social media and stuff like that. I think Will was saying, you know, it was, you were sad that you weren't Oh, I definitely had the FOMO a, <laughs> a couple times. Uh, Daryl Andrews does a fantastic job of... Just catching like all the smiling peoples, all the new games that are coming out, and uh, does it in such a friendly and exciting way that I was like, man, I wish I was standing next to Daryl looking at this cool game. Right well, now. multiple <laughs> publishers said, you know, anytime any of you Tangent Mouse people want to, you know, help help our booth out, you're always welcome. Aww. So that was that was nice to hear that. Um, yeah, lot, I think the highlight this year again was just being able to see people because last year was a lot smaller for Gen Con, oh, if yeah. you remember. And uh, this year, I would say it was definitely back to where it used to be. Um, maybe not as many people. I think they said over fifty thousand. I think at back in twenty nineteen, it was over sixty thousand. But still, that's a lot of lot of that's people. A lot of people. But it felt full. Um, a lot of publishers. I would say most pe- most of the publishers were back, and it was nice seeing our friends in the industry, but also seeing the fans that were just coming. And now that we've been doing Tantrum House for you know six seven years, a lot a lot of more people are familiar with who we are. So, and we had our big Tantrum House face masks on, so people could see us like that was right great. away. That was good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Logo from twenty feet away. That was yeah. good. I one of my favorite things at cons is seeing people that recognize us and get to say hi. Um, while you guys were away, we actually did the Saturday morning board game show and to our surprise, we went out to lunch afterwards and random guy, not, I don't remember what your name is. If you're listening now, thank you. Stopped us at Culver's <laughs> and I was like, wait, I watched you guys' show. And I was like, I don't even have to go to Dead Con. People are, and then I didn't know I lived here saying hi. It's a great time. It's kind of funny. We were actually leaving in the car Monday at the, at the hotel, which was like 15 minutes out. So, uh, we were getting in and most people leave Sunday. Yeah. So this guy, I was just walking out and this guy's walking in. He's like, change your house. Because <laughs> I mean, I didn't have my mask on or no, anything at that yeah. point. And it was like, hey, he's like, you guys are great. Right. Oh, well, good. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time. I love yeah. when that happens. It's super so, fun. My favorite, my new favorite is running into people for like a second time that I've only ever met like at a con. And they'll be like, no, yeah. Do you remember? I played a game with you. We did this thing. I really don't remember, but I always act like I do because it's really exciting. <laughs> it's okay. Will's not great with names. Right. Even if I saw you yesterday, he doesn't remember our probably name either, wouldn't remember. So that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Melissa wanted to talk about some of the games that we did get to pick up, though. Oh, right. So we brought back quite a few games, and some of them we have gotten a chance to play. And some we even of the... spread the love to other people in Tantrum House. Yes. We, I have to try we... one out. 
we gave people stacks of games to go learn and play for yeah. for videos. There were definitely games. I was like, oh, I really would love to play this game, but I can't play them all. So, we, we, so we have you to did share. give one to Joda. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and some of these were were really popular games that sold out. So we were able to get a copy of Terracotta Army Ooh, it looks from so Board and Dice, and it is a worker placement game with a three ring. It's not really a rondelle, but it's three rings, and when you place your I say rings, I would say circles, circles, yeah. So there's like an inner action, a middle action, and an outer action. And the inner and middle rings can rotate. Mm. And you can even pay some coins to rotate them before you place your worker. But when you place your worker, you're then going to activate all three of the circles from the inner to the outer. So you get to do three things. But you're kind of looking at them and going, oh, if I turn this this way, if I turn that that way. And I may have spent maybe a little too long sometimes <laughs> looking at the wheel. AP prone game. <laughs> I mean, the, the good news is you can only spin one of the circles and it can only go one space and it has to go a specific direction. So it's only a few options. <laughs> But still, it's like, a few oh. too many. And if you don't have any money, then you can't spin them. Oh. So that helped us a little bit. <laughs> Just right. reminding her, you're poor. You don't have any yes. <laughs> Just do what's on the board. Um, but the big idea is you're trying to get this wet clay to then be able to make the terracotta statues. And there's four different statues. They kind of have different colors. They have special powers. And then you end up putting them in this grid, and you're trying to get groups of like statues together. And there's a bit of an area control aspect where at the end of the game... It's not a bit. It is like the main part of the game. <laughs> and I'm not very good at area control, so Kevin did kill me. Uh. But um, you want the most soldiers in the grouping, and then you'll have dominance and you'll get more points. But you do get a, a few points if you have some soldiers there. Um, and throughout the game, there are different ways they're going to score rows and columns and then groups. That's what I was going to say. I found that very interesting in the game because there's multiple rows and multiple columns in the grid. Each round, you're going to be sc scoring not only those, but there's also like end of the round goals. And I found all that interplay very, very intriguing because you can even um, deter or make that that um, row or column marker move during the round. So sometimes that's a little jockeying of position of, oh, I really want this row to score. And then, but Melissa moves it. I was like, oh, is there a way to get it further along? Or is there some, there's a, there's one piece of uh, one terracotta army that lets you move it back a space. But anyway, I found that really, really interesting in the game. Yeah. And they're kind of like called inspectors or something like that. Oh. So they're going to inspect that column or that row to see what soldiers are there. And then there's some special um, statues you can put in for scoring and that sort of thing. So, yeah, Terracotta Army. I thought it was interesting. Aww. <laughs> and a puppy thought it was interesting, too. The puppy audience member. Uh, usually there's at least one or two or three or four games uh, at Gen Con that everybody's kind of buzzing about, that they're talking about. What I mean, there's Terracotta two. Army was one was a hot one. Oh, well, Terracotta Army was... sold out, but no one was really playing it because it takes sold 90 out. minutes to oh, play. Yeah, <laughs> so it was like everyone wanted to play it, but you know, it took a while for them to actually play it. The two that were um, very... Actually, there's three. Uh, the first one was Scout from Oink uh, Games because yep, okay. Oink never really had a presence at Gen Con before. Nope, no. So they had a presence and their line was always long and they were getting... Because they had this small box game so people were buying other games other than Scout which was a nominee for the Spiel 
Thank you, Melissa. And then the other, the second one was Cat in the Box oh, from yeah. Bezier Games. Okay. That was a very uh, popular one. Um, and then we've played that. We're going to be playing that on our house party, which we'll talk about, I'm assuming, in just Definitely. a second. And then the third one was one that we haven't played yet, but it's in, coming in the mail. They ran out because we even asked them. And they're like, oh, oh yeah. we sold all out of them. And that was Turing Machine oh, yeah. from Hashit. So uh, that's a deduction style game. I don't know if Melissa knows any more than that. Um, It has like... These punch cards, and you're going to get information, and then you check it with the punch cards. I'm waiting for it to come in the mail, so I get to see more about it, but I love deduction. And I think it's actually competitive, not cooperative. Um, I would say that Green Green Team Wins was also really popular. I know it came out at Origins, and then it was popular again at Gen Con. And the last one I would say is Brazil that we oh. played our playthrough that sold out on day two. Yeah, I noticed a lot of people's uh, Jun Con Hall photos had Brazil in it, and I was like, "Wow, most people, a lot of people picked it up." I didn't. I mean, unfortunately, I wasn't maybe in the loop, but before we had an opportunity to hang out uh, with Portal Games with Ignacy, I had not really known anything about Brazil, and so it was great for one start there. And then for two, everybody had it in their photos. And I was like, oh, apparently it was, a, you know, more people knew about it than I thought because it was it was good. It was a really good game. Well, yeah, I, I, I would say throughout the con, a lot of publishers were saying, oh, we wish we had brought more stock of this game or that game because a lot of them were selling out. And I'm sure a big part of it was just not knowing right. how the convention was going to go based on last year or supply they may not have had more to bring um yeah and, and the back the time cost. on that is so hard too you don't like they got to plan their shipments months in advance mm-hmm. you don't know what sales are going to look like at that point and, oh, and some of the popular games didn't make it sky mines uh, didn't from pegasus pegasus spiel didn't make it now we did get a copy and yep. we played it the played other it, night yep mm-hmm. so we're gonna have to talk mm-hmm. about that in the future what i was saying is you guys picked up like gutenberg last year at essen mm-hmm. yeah that was another game that was pretty popular as well because um oh, portal right. games has brought Re- that over yep. but i think i believe brazil was over at oh was essen it? as well yeah, i missed it but from the same company no different. no different company Por- Por- anyway um so you know, when you guys are over at Essen, you got to keep your eyes out for, for these, the stuff that's hot these ahead of time. Yeah. Um, and Ryan, one of the popular games was Planet Unknown. They oh, sold out of go. the stock that they had. But they Told did say that because you and Katie are still playing with the prototype, that they will mail us a published version. Awesome. Keep <laughs> loving it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so anyway. Very excited. Um, so we got to um, hang out with some of our friends um, in the evenings, um, some uh, designers, Ben Rossett, yeah. um, and we got to spend some time with him. He works for Panda Publishing, um, so we got to meet some of the Panda team, and then Jeremy and Adelaide Hensley. Yeah. So they're- um, Long-time friends. They, they used to live here in Greer, but now they're in Alabama, and uh, we're trying to get them back to Greer. Are they- Yeah. That, that was a, a conversation. Is, is, what? Huh? <laughs> um, uh, one half it's official really now. wants it's, to you come. You heard it here first. <laughs> One half really wants to come back, and then the other half's like, that's probably not like practical. Uh, that, that's funny. Yeah, I used to work with Jeremy way back in the day, and yeah, good times. They were. You know which one's the practical one is. I'm, I'm not 100% sure exactly which one we're talking about, but I'll theorize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Well, it sounds like you guys had a really great time. Uh, I am looking forward to trying out many of those other games. Uh, if you are interested in seeing some of those games in action, we are going to be playing them on our Tantrum House House Party, which is coming up September 1st through 3rd. 
You can learn more about it on our website, tantrumhouse.com forward slash house underscore party. Uh, we've had, I don't know. I don't know exactly how many because I haven't checked in the last couple of days, but we've had hundreds, literally hundreds of people RSVP for the event. So this should be a big, exciting, oh. crazy party because if you are, uh, I mean, you can join us just by getting on YouTube. We're going to be live streaming for those three days. But if you oh, want to get to get this Zoom thing going, don't Yeah, we? if you want to get a little yeah, well. more involved, we will have a private Zoom, uh, which hopefully will just be, I'll send a link out to everybody the week before. And you'll be able to get on with us and play some of the games along right along with us. We just played the Ready, Set, Bet game tonight. And we were trying to figure out how can we make this as playable as possible so that the folks at home can join in. Unless I had a couple ideas, so I'm sure we'll pull off We'll pull off something. We'll give you guys some fun ways to, to interact like with the show. Wins and, yeah, there's definitely games. Yeah, we're working on the schedule now. Kevin has started a, a great little preliminary list, so we'll get that published here shortly so that you guys can actually see which games we're playing and when. Uh, and then, yeah, we've got some, some sponsors who are going to be helping us with some giveaways and going to be contributing to the show. And we've got some uh, just some neat, uh, I don't really even know what to call them, but some of the trivia things that we've done in the past and some of those other just fun activities that you can do in between games with us. Should like game be. shows. Yeah, yeah. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, I know we're looking forward to it. It's one of those things where we just kind of like clear out our entire living space for three days and hang out and play games, and it's it's a blast. Now, last year, Hannah was part of the Zoom crew. She was watching at home. Right. And this year, you're actually going to be in the house as a participant. Oh, this is going to be really weird. And I think I ended up like top of the Zoom crew because I showed up five minutes early. So here's the thing. If you want to get on camera, the show up early. Stuff. Oh, okay. Show up at least five or ten minutes early and just hang out in the Zoom until it starts. So, and turn your camera on. Yeah. So I don't know if the Zoom crew will be exactly like it was last time, but what are some highlights or things that you really appreciated being part of the Zoom uh, community? I really like that um, Jonah did a bunch of interviews with the different Tantrum House people. So I got to... But he asked them really strange questions that were still board game themed, but they were really out there. And I think, I forget, Ryan stands out to me from it, what <laughs> he was talking about. Me at all. But I can't remember what it was, but I remember laughing really hard. And there was several things where just Jonah was very personable. I felt like it was the first time I got to know him as a person. So you get to meet, he's like your host behind the scenes. And then you get to play live, and then you have stuff that's just exclusive just to the Zoom crew, and that was really cool. And I just sat there in my pajamas for two days, and it was great. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Excellent. It's very exciting to see you on the other side of the camera, so that's really neat. Um, yeah, I think we'll have some similar things to that. This year we are running it a little bit differently, so we won't have a dedicated Zoom crew. But I think we're kind of trying to cater the entire thing to be more like the Zoom crew was last year. Uh, so We'll still have kind of our Saturday morning board game show for the month, and we'll run that very similarly where we hop back and forth and play some games, I think. Really? Maybe. Okay. And then it's we'll also. There's all kinds of stuff to be figured out still. <laughs> and, uh, and then, yeah, we do want to do some of those, you know, more talky interview, prize giving away, play some games with the audience types of things as well. So, should be lots of fun. We'd love to have you tune in for that. You can learn more on our website uh, and make your plans for that. Anything else? What's what's the next thing? What are we looking forward to? I think there's... House Party, September 1st through 3rd. House Party. Are we talking at all about our Kickstarter? Oh, yes. We can talk about that really quick today. And then next time we have a podcast, we will give more in-depth because that will be when it will launch. We'll be closer. So, launching in two weeks? I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> launching in like 
three, four, three and a half, four weeks. Okay, three and a half sounds good. Tell us the little bit that you know right now, Kevin. Where are we at? So we usually run a yearly Kickstarter to help uh, raise support for Tantrum House. And uh, we have promo cards and we'll have some swag. And I'm sure we'll design a t-shirt while, you know, in the middle of the night. So it <laughs> seems doable. <laughs> Uh, the dates, I believe, we're going to launch on September 6th, and it'll run for a couple of weeks. But um, we've got some new promo cards um, in the mix. Um, I'm trying to think of if there's one that we can sort of like... Um, well, I know we got some green team wins. Yes, coming. let's talk about green team wins real okay. quick. So there is a board or a board game community promo pack that you all, Will and Sarah, yes. were a part of that was sort of like... Do you, remember, do you know how many... It, uh, there's four different um, content creators mm. that we all got together and worked out some new cards for the game, and they're all board game industry themed. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's going to be um, available on our Kickstarter. Yes. And in addition to that, another promo pack what? for Green Team Wins awesome. is going to be uh, we're looking at doing a pop culture theme. So, and we so are there are some there's a few cards in the game that are along those lines, mm-hmm. but there's no like IPs or stuff like that. It's it's definitely um and it's just words on cards. So, um it's not out of the scope of being able to use them. Um but we are hoping to put together a pack of cards that everyone would really enjoy playing with. Yep. We've played the game so many times that I feel like we can come up with some we great content. We have some cool ones. Um, so we have an idea list being generated that we're just throwing ideas on, and then we'll narrow it down um, and how many cards we're allowed to have in the promo pack. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I do have to say my favorite part of this game is the banter when Afterwards, people reveal yes. their answers, and it, it's so great. So making questions that will split the uh, split mm-hmm. everybody different ways is is the hard part. Yep. And if you have pop culture ideas, you can send them to Sarah. Oh, thanks. At tantrumhouse.com. <laughs> S-A-R-A at tantrumhouse.com. So. Yeah, that one's going to be a lot of fun. And there's a number of other ones. I think I think the – I don't even know what the latest count was. 20-ish or something, 15 to 20 new promo cards oh, that we yeah. haven't had before. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a lot of our favorites from previous years available as well. Correct. Uh, I definitely will get a couple T-shirts in there. And, uh, yeah, it should be a great – great pile of rewards that we've got available for backers and we will let you know as we get closer to the dates i think we hope to have that preview page up maybe even today and by the time you hear this it should yeah, be up it should be up. so you can go i think it's we have to talk to ryan about this yeah check out our website uh, we'll have like a tantrum house forward slash kickstarter where you can get a shortcut link to the kickstarter page that way you can click the notify me ahead of time or whatever the button is so that you can uh know when we go live and then we'll have more information as we get closer to it but uh plans are coming together we're excited about that one we always appreciate the opportunity to share some of our fun rewards with you guys and and appreciate your support if if you're a publisher listening right now you can email kevin at tantrumhouse.com there you go evin we got room for more promos it'd be awesome (laughs) we would love it well thank you guys so much for tuning in hope you had a good time uh if you got to make it out to gen con then then the fomo was strong here and i'm glad you enjoyed it but i enjoyed getting to hear kevin and melissa today hopefully you guys did as well and hopefully you learned about a couple of new games that we are enjoying and that are coming soon uh, to the market near you but until the next time go check out tangermouse.com forward slash house party bye 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 thanks for listening to the tantrum house board game podcast if you liked any part of this at all find and follow us on youtube facebook twitter instagram and tantrumhouse.com Like us, share us, email us, call us, or 
send us a postcard to Tantrum House, 306 Berry Drive. That's B-A-R-R-Y. Greer, South Carolina, 29650.